0: Welcome to an all new season of the True Crime Never Sleeps podcast. This season, we're diving into some of the most unusual missing person cases from the shocking disappearance of Charlie Ross to the American Dyatlov past disappearances. Warning, this episode contains disturbing content that is sexual and violent in nature and involves minors, It may not be suitable for all listeners. Welcome to the True Crime Never Sleeps podcast. I'm your host, Larry Lace. Today we're continuing our series, Shit Outta Luck, the capture of Fred and Rosemary West. 1960s England witnessed enormous cultural and social change following the Second World War. Art, technology, music, and fashion were all experiencing their own revolutions, and millions of families bought their first cars and television sets. The swinging 60s in England witnessed economic buoyancy and national optimism, but behind that shiny veneer of Britain's cultural transformation, something dark and sinister was lurking in the city of Gloucester. It began in the late 1960s when two strangers met at a bus stop, and ended in at least dozen horrific and sexually motivated killings. These two strangers were Fred and Rosemary West, a couple who soon became some of the most atrocious and notorious British serial killers of all time. Rosemary was just 15 years old when she met 27-year-old Fred West, while out one night in her hometown in 1968. The two began a relationship in spite of their age differences of over a decade. Rosemary's parents were alarmed by their daughter's courtship with Fred, despite the fact that their own home environment was highly unstable. As a child, Rosemary was repeatedly sexually assaulted by her own father. And according to Devon Live News, she in turn began molesting her younger brother. Rosemary's parents gave her up to social services at this time, but the department still allowed the young teenager to continue seeing Fred. Soon after the meeting... The two discovered that they shared dark and twisted fantasies surrounding sexual desire and infatuations with pornography, prostitution, and sadism. They made a home together along with two of Fred's children from a previous marriage. Rosemary would give birth to her first child with Fred a year later at age 16. They were married and expecting their second child together by 1972 when they moved into a home at 25 Cromwell Street, where they would be arrested over 20 years later. The Cromwell Street home soon became the site of many horrific events and crimes. Leading up to these, the couple would hold sex parties wherein Fred would bring home men from local pubs to have sex with his wife. Fred would watch the interactions through spy holes. It is reported that the couple would often hire babysitters for their children during this time in order to fill their sadistic fantasies. Rosemary would eventually give birth to eight children in total, five of them being fathered by Fred. other children were fathered by other men Rosemary slept with during this period. Disturbingly, it is also reported that Rosemary's own father would also come to the couple's home and have sex with his daughter. The couple's sex parties grew more and more dreadful, ultimately leading to a killing spree in which the couple would rape, torture, mutilate, and kill at least ten women together. Separately, Fred and Rosemary had their own victims as well. Before meeting Rose, Fred carried out his first murder, that of Anne McFaul, who nannied Fred's children with his first wife. McFall was believed to have been killed in 1967, but her body remains weren't found until 1994. It was discovered that she was pregnant at the time of her murder, leading some to believe Fred was the father. Later, Fred strangled his first wife, Rena West, and killed her in August 1971. Her body was found in the same location as that of McFall's, dismembered and stored in plastic bags in a nearby field. Fred was with Rosemary at this point, but carried out the murder alone. Also in 1971, Rosemary killed Charmaine West, Fred's stepdaughter from his first marriage, who was only eight years old. Fred was in prison for theft at the time, leaving Charmaine in Rosemary's care. Rosemary wrote to Fred in prison, saying, Darling, about Char, I think she liked to be handled rough. But darling, why do I have to be the one to do it? After Charmaine stopped appearing at school, teachers and friends wondered what happened to the child. Rosemary claimed that the child had been taken by her mother, who had also been killed by them. And no other questions were asked, despite a neighbor once witnessing Rosemary beating Charmaine with a wooden spoon. While the child had been strapped to a chair. Reportedly, Fred was excited by the act of Rosemary killing Charmaine, and told Rosemary about his murders of his ex-wife and nanny. Following this, the couple would begin committing their terrifying and perverted attacks on younger women together. Fred created a sex dungeon in the basement of the Cromwell Street Home, where the couple would lure victims and perform extreme acts of torture and sexual violence. The West's first victim was a young woman named Caroline Owens. She was attacked, raped, gagged, and bound by the West, but was able to escape and contact the police too terrified and humiliated to agree to provide evidence, the West were charged only with indecent ex- assault in this case. Tragically, the couple's next victims would not be so lucky as to escape their hellhouse. After Charmaine West, Anne McFall, and Marina West, 10 more victims were killed by the evil couple. In addition to raping and otherwise sexually assaulting the young woman, the West would often suspend their victims from ceiling beams in their basement keeping them alive for days and torturing them before their eventual murder after killing their victims the psychotic family typically dismembered the bodies burying them in the cellars or garden of their home. Some of the victims were lodgers at the West home while others were abducted by the couple before being brought back to Cromwell Street even more disturbingly among those victims was Heather West Rosemary and Fred's own daughter was only 16 when she was killed by her parents. Heather and her siblings grew up being persistently physically and sexually abused by both parents. When Heather would vehemently reject the advances of her father, her parents led her to believe that this meant she was a lesbian. After going missing in 1987, the West claimed that their daughter had gone to Scotland to be with a female partner or that she had left to work at a summer camp. In reality, they had tied up, raped, and killed Heather before burying her in their garden. Horrifically, one of Heather's brothers helped dig the grave, under the impression that it was for a fish pond. Five years after killing their daughter, their wests were arrested for the rape of a 14-year-old girl. The court case for this crime collapsed because witnesses and the victim refused to testify at the last minute. However, the case ultimately led to a deeper investigation of the couple and in their home police found a large amount of pornographic material, including 99 homemade videos. The tapes were reportedly destroyed by the police, but it is believed that they may have contained footage of the couple's torture and killings. The detective in in charge of this investigation found enough evidence of serious and terrible abuse, leading her to want to interview Heather West. Of course, she was nowhere to be found. The changing stories about Heather's whereabouts led to even more suspicion and police attention. To this day, no one knows where they went. The lead detective was eventually able to obtain a search warrant and the west terrorizing street of ter- sadistic torture would come to an end. In February 1994, police arrived at the Cromwell Street home with a search warrant. Rosemary was at home and called Fred, who was at work, to inform him about the police in their home. Reportedly, Fred received a call and left for work and went missing for six hours. To this day, no one knows where he went after he went to the Gloucester police station and told them he had recently seen Heather alive. In the meantime, police dug up the garden at 25 Cromwell Street. Heather's body was the first one found. Soon police discovered the remains of ten young women in the cult cellar and garden. These known victims were Linda Gow, Caroline Cooper, Lucy Partington, Teresa Partington, Therese Singenthaler, Shirley Hubbard, Shirley Robinson, and Alison Chambers who were all between 15 and 21 years old. Many believe the couple likely killed even more victims than the police discovered. Rosemary and Fred West were eventually arrested on February 25, 1994. Fred was convicted of 12 murders, which he confessed to with varying versions. Many believe in order to talk to police. Before he was convicted of his crimes, he killed himself in his prison cell. In his suicide note, he included the following suggestion for his tombstone. In loving memory, Fred West, Rose West, rest in peace where no shadow falls. In perfect peace, he waits for Rose, his wife. He'd also reportedly been writing his memoirs while in prison, which he titled, I was loved by an angel. Unlike her husband, Rosemary maintained her innocence and continues to do so to this day. She was convicted of killing 10 people and given a life sentence in November 1995. She is only one of two women in Britain's history to have been given a life sentence with no possibility of release. While in prison at HM Prison Durham, Rosemary met Myra Hindley. The two were believed to have had a romantic and homosexual partnership while in prison together. Rosemary is still serving life sentence at HM Prison Newhall in Flockton, West Yorkshire. 25 Cromwell Street became known as the House of Horrors. The residence was eventually bought by the Gloucester City Council and demolished in 1996. The House of Horrors and its nightmarish ex tenants are undeniably part of the dark side of England's history during a relatively uplifting period of time in the country. And that's all we have for this episode of the True Crime Never Sleeps podcast. Join us tomorrow for an all new episode. Let us know your thoughts on this case. Send us a tweet at True Crime NS. Thank you, and have a great day. Thank you for listening to the True Crime Never Sleeps podcast. Follow us on Twitter at True Crime NS. Like us on Facebook at True Crime Never Sleeps. Send us a voice message at anchor.fm slash truecrimeneversleeps slash message. Tune in next week.